CougarFan.com Rice and Shout Podcast, episode 430. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com and support this show at at CougarFan. That's not where you support us. You support us. It's not. I mean, you you can go to the site, but that's not where you support us. Yeah, you you should go to the site. Um, It's Patreon.com slash Rise and Shout. And Matt, we're going to do another giveaway. I'm thinking like. Giving something away? Yeah, the Boise State game. To all Patreon subscribers, we'll do another gift card from either Royal Army or the BYU bookstore. So if you haven't signed up on Patreon, you want to do it before the Boise State game. So there you go. Well, all right. When will we announce the winner? Um, at halftime of the Boise State game? No, yeah, I don't I love know. it. I don't love know. it. Maybe. Either that or the, the show after the Boise State game. Uh, not as exciting, but no. yeah. 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 All right. So open with maybe the most important question we've ever received at the Rise and Shout podcast. Yikes. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I, I'm ready. All right. My voice cracked. I'm so ready. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Change. Um, this is an email from hey. Jeremy. <laughs> from Jeremy Ashton. You can, of course, email the show at riseandshoutpod at gmail.com. Jeremy says, Is there a correlation between BYU's success this year and their decision to go all in on Royal Blue? So, Matt, is this the key to this 3 and 0 <laughs> dominating start? Is this when I go on a rant about the difference between causation and correlation? Um,. Or should I just let this one go? I think you'd let this one go because I right, don't let believe this is a serious email. <laughs> I believe Jeremy is playing with us, joking a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the royal blue is absolutely the difference. Well, here, here's the thing, right? I they they are not doing royal blue this weekend against. UTSA. Yeah, they're, doing the, they're doing the throwbacks to the yeah, Navy. Yeah, the throwbacks. But I mean, we did Royal Blue three times to start, right? So, and we'll do Royal know. Blue against. They'll do Royal Blue on the road against Boise, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think they will. Because otherwise, it's like a clash of blueness like you've never seen before. Um, so I think they'll do Navy. The Navy pants white. Shirts. That's. It's, I like that. So, June, I find interesting. What do you find this. interesting? So, I have a small, albeit you know, small collection of mini football helmets. Yes, I love your small collection right. of mini football so helmets. Let me just. Let me just. Let's do a brief walkthrough here. So, what do I have? I have uh, a I Patriots. Have, I well, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. I have at. I've tried to kind of mix it between uh, educational institutions I've attended okay. and places I've lived. Who right? calls them or, educational right. institutions? What are you, a uh, commercial for these places? Well, no. I, it's, One of the well, finest well, educational institutions. Oh, my gosh. So I have <laughs> my high school football team's mini helmet. Yes. Okay. So I've got, uh, obviously, I've got I've got a couple of BYU helmets. We'll come back to that. I got a uh, Georgetown helmet. I, uh, you know, it's, I, I, anyway, so, so it's a place I went to Purdue. I've got the Purdue helmet, obviously. I also lived in Virginia outside of DC, which, so the Georgetown helmet like hits both. I recently found it on eBay. I've been looking for it for years. I've got a Houston Texans helmet and an LSU helmet, right? So I've kind of got all these things, but you know, it's interesting, but I've got two BYU, many BYU helmets. Uh, one is the blackout helmet, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. The other one I purchased at uh, I think this was the last time I saw a game in Provo, but it was Lavelle, not Lavelle, it was Bronco Mendenhall's first game against Boston College in 2005, right? And so they had just switched back to the Stretch Y logo, remember? Like that was like Bronco's thing. And so in the souvenir store, they were selling these mini helmets, but they weren't in the navy blue. They were in kind of the classic royal blue because they didn't have any navy blue stretch Y anything because the because it had been like a late yeah reveal. yeah yeah so they didn't have the mini helmets in the navy blue and I never bought one so if they make the wholesale switch 
and I, it'll be like buying a throwback helmet. But I think I still need one, right? A navy helmet. I, I here's yeah, the thing. I don't. Think I'm they've... not getting the solid navy with the tan stripe. I refuse to own that garbage. So, so you're but ready for this? I have. Why with the navy? I'm, yeah, I'm in. I have a BYU bobblehead. It has the non-stretch Y and a tan stripe down the helmet. Now it's not a bib uniform, right? Um, and I use it to remind me how much worse the uniforms could be. Here's the thing. I love the Royal. You and I have been on record many times saying we prefer the Royal Blue, right? For lots of reasons. It's classic. It's different. It's what BYU was. It's not the color of one of our in-state rivals, right? Like that was my big problem sitting at the at the press conference because I was a reporter then when they unveiled the Navy and everyone being, isn't that Utah State's color? No, it's not. Well, it kind of is. All of that being said, I do like the jerseys that the uniforms were wearing on on Saturday. I, I don't hate the Navy and I'd be fine. But if they're going to go back to the Royal, I am all in on that. Right. But I don't hate oh, the yeah. Navy with the stretch Y and all that. I, I don't hate it. I, the I'm Navy okay. with the stretch Y I think is I think it's fine. It's a good look. Yeah. And, and I own a stretch Y Navy hat. I'm not. I own a right lot now. of stretch Y Navy and and Navy gear. Yeah, uh, but I I would if they went all sports back to the Royal, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that decision. I don't think that's what's happening. And when the basketball team starts wearing more Royal than Navy, that's when I think that you know things might start tipping. But maybe Pope will. I mean, you know, maybe Pope will. All right, should we get into the tweet back? Tweetbag. Justin Whiting, that's A, at JN Whiting on Twitter. And of course, you can tweet at us, at BYU underscore Rice Shop. Hashtag extend Kalani is how he starts it. Is it too early to talk extending Kalani and all of the coaches? Everyone is so quick to want coaches gone when they struggle. But how about when we do the opposite and reward them when they are successful? Super impressive this year. Hashtag tweetback. So Matt, I want to put you in a job for a moment. Maybe, Fantastic. Maybe your dream job, perhaps. You are now the athletic director. Tom Homo has decided to retire, and you have become named the new athletic director for Brigham Young University Athletics. Am I also the CEO of Blue Bell Ice Cream? Uh, Sure. I don't know. Okay. Now, don't okay, cool. Those... Now you got me in my dream job. This is my dream situation. I okay. love it. Both of those. You have to have them together. That's that's the both dream at the combo. Same time. Oh, okay. That's the dream. Both at the same time. All right. So that I'm all day, all day, every day, BYU football and Blue Bell ice cream. It, I mean, I don't know yeah. what. Well, I don't know how life could be better than that. So you're three games in to a season that has the looks of being something potentially special. Do you? bring Kalani into the office and start talking extension. Negative. Negative. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. Okay. Let me throw something at you. Are you ready? Mr. Athletic director. What if I told you that there's an option here, right? This is like a beginning of a 30 for 30. What if I told you there was an option? What if I told you? That at this point, say we beat UTSA on Saturday, okay? Okay. And they're now 4-0, ranked, let's call it 12th in the country. That's the same number I had in my head. Great. All right, so they're 12th in the country. They're 4-0. They dominate another lesser opponent. And you start looking at the runway going, holy crap, we're going to be favored every other game the rest of the season. We could go undefeated, go to a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. I almost did New York, Jeff. Uh, he's the one that likes to correct me when I say that. Um, well, somebody should. It's true. New Year's Six Bowl, all these other things. The price tag for Kalani will be higher. True or false, the price tag for Kalani will be higher on January 10th in that scenario than it is on November 1st in 
What do you th- what, what what do you say, athletic director? Do you think it'll be a higher price for Kalani? Nope, I don't. No, you don't think if he does this massive turnaround, where BYU is all of a sudden this dominant force, you don't think outside somebody shows up with a bag of money to potentially get him? I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. Not in twenty twenty. Uh, You've got an abbreviated season. Mm. You have an abbreviated season for uh, most of college football. Nobody has and money. We, right? Nobody has any money. Nobody's flush with cash. Nobody's interested in paying two head coaches right now. Nobody wants to enter into that situation. And the other thing is, we've talked about this before. When was the last time you saw one person? Now, granted, the quality of our opponents has been elevated with the with a couple of late ads to the schedule with San Diego State and San and Boise State. Okay, so that's better. So if you really run the table here, it's not quite like dominating the Sun Belt. But when was the last time a, a coach dominated the Sun Belt for a one year and somebody came in and handed him a big a big bag of cash? It doesn't happen very often. It's very rare. It doesn't happen very often. And here's the other piece. Now, if we were talking about Bronco Mendenhall... That's one thing, but we're not. I'm not saying Kalani Satake is Lavelle Edwards and he's going to turn down a chance to go coach the Detroit Lions in order to stay in Provo. Good choice, by the way. But the gap between what Kalani is making today and what somebody would need to pay him to lure him outside of Provo, I think is wider than we realize it is. Yeah, he is is a Kalani's. Now, my dream job is eating ice cream all day. Kalani's dream job (laughs) is coaching this football team. So do I think there is a dollar number out there that could lure him away? I do, I, because I believe that most people have that price. Uh, in 2020, I think I'm going to go ahead and say, I'll say most. Not Maybe there's probably people out there that don't. I just don't know who they are. Um, but I, I believe there is a price for that. But I think it's higher than we think it is, and I don't think anybody's showing up with that number this year after this schedule. Now, you, so so if I'm the athletic director, I look at it and I say, this success could be very short-lived. Crappy teams can be bad for a long time. So I'm not going to walk in here and start talking extension. Until and the I'm season's certainly, done. And I'm certainly not having a conversation about all of the other coaches. Fair enough. I agree with you. I set you all up, and I end up thinking that you and I were going to disagree on this, and I think we totally agree. Okay, cool. Nice job, athletic director. You're fired. Homo's now, back. But, but so now can we talk about some of these seasonal flavors at Bluebell and how we can fix the distribution on that? No. Or do we need to move on? We need to move on. Because I have some ideas there. I'm sure you have lots of ideas there. And we're moving on. Okay. All right. Andre Hutchins, that's at AC underscore Hutchins, says the offense seems to be getting most of the praise through three games. But I would say that the defense has been more of a surprise. Consistent pressure on the QB seems to be the biggest difference from last year to this year. What has been most impressive to you? I'm, I guess he's asking in general, but on the defense, what has been the most impressive thing to you? You know, I I hate to just jump back right at Hutchins in his question, but it's the same thing for me. It's the pressure with a three-man rush, with a uh, freshman coming off of the end. A, a great player, by the way. Uh, he is... He is batty as something else. I mean, we need to see him against higher quality offensive linemen. Uh, but but he's we, trucking people. He's pushing he's tackles them. into the quarterback yeah. and then tackling the quarterback and the tackle kind of at the same time. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. For a team I, that couldn't get a pass rush off for the life of them a year ago, they're doing it with three guys. I, and I totally agree. That is the most impressive. I'm just going to add another one. The coverage in the coverage has been amazing. And you might say, Adam, how do you know that? Because these guys don't have anywhere to throw the ball. And yes, you may say, well, it's a zone most of the time, which is true. They're playing the two deep safeties and zone most of the time, though mixing it up with man on occasion, uh, some man principles on some of the on, on some of the routes. But there the reason sometimes these guys are getting sacked is because there's nowhere the first option is not there, and the second option is not there. And then they're not usually getting enough time to get to the third. But these quarterbacks don't have time 
to get get through all their progressions, but they're also not their first wide. Their first option is not open most of the I would time. Go, I'd say the first and second options aren't open most of the time. Is what it looks like. I mean, if you watch the way, if you watch quarterbacks' eyes and the way they're tilting their head back and forth, I, it's I, not there. It's no, it's so, not. So there. yes, I mean, you and I were higher on the defensive backfield than we were on the defensive line, save Tonga, right? So the the biggest surprise is still the pressure we've been able to generate, right? Even though I am very impressed by the defensive backfield, they're even better than I thought they would be. And again, the- yes, I know the competition's low. I All of us should get that. But we weren't... When was the last time we just dominated teams like this? It's one of Broncos kind of mid-season. We had a guy match our single-player season high for sacks in a game. Right, right. Right, I understand we're better than these teams. I get it. But, like, to dominate like that is uh, is, is just something else. I just think it's, you know, Hutchins nailed it, right? This is the biggest swing in quality of any unit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, save we knew Tonga was Tonga, right? Um, Todd has a question for us. That's at Todd and D on Twitter. Did we somehow morph into tight end university? We have freshman tight ends scoring touchdowns, getting open, high-fiving each other in the middle of routes, and high-pointing the ball. Plus, we have some sort of tight end full fullback hybrid who's leaping fools only the truck the next person up in line. What happened? What did happen? Like a uh, year ago, we were, we were basically saying it's Bushman and no one, right? And now all of a sudden, Bushman we're, gets hurt, and we're and everybody's like, "Oh man," you know, it's like in Waterboy. It's like, "Oh, we suck again," right? Like, <laughs> and, and then, then it's got, like, we got we're okay. Carson Wheat is that his first What's name? A Carson Wheat. Where did he come from? And then his like, dad. So we started doing the genealogy on him, right? And my wife's looking it up on her phone because I'm just fascinated by the last name Wheat. What a terrific last name, right? And I'm thinking he's got to be from Idaho, and unfortunately he's from Mesa. That's not nearly as exciting uh, with the last name Wheat. He should be from Idaho. It's a cool town. Come on, man. I, I know. I love Mesa. I'm just saying, like, Wheat is not as – it just wouldn't have been as – to be from, like, Iowa. No, they don't grow Wheat in Iowa. Come on, Idaho. I just said it. I gave, I hand fed this to you. Anyway, they they also grow wheat, dude, up there and in the Pacific Northwest. It could have been Washington, could have been Oregon, could have been Kansas. Agrohead. I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. Oh, thanks, 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 buddy. Um, but you got wheat. His dad, it was Warren Wheat, who played uh, for BYU in the 80s and then played a little bit in the NFL. His dad's, so his grandfather's name, his dad's dad's name is Bud Wheat. Oh, stop it. Shut the front door, right? Like, it's fantastic. So I love I love the Wheats. And then Isaac Rex, Rex has looked good. And then, of course, we already talked about Mason Wake. And then he goes, and, you know, we had said on the show, he won't, the coaches have told him, most certainly, don't do the hurdle thing again. And he does it again. And it was beautiful, and then trucks the guy behind. Like, what's going on? Like, this was a position of weakness, and it's just and that's just not been true. It's not a position of weakness. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean that that one's been super exciting to watch. Yeah, very um, cool. Mason, yeah, it took them it took them about a half to figure it out, but yeah. now they got this like rotating carousel of, um. Well, I think the high five is on purpose, right? They're supposed to run the route close enough together where they can yeah, do that. Yeah, they probably are in practice. They're like, you want to run right off of each other. Yeah, and you, so they you, were high fiving to make yeah. sure they were within reach, and then they just did it in the yeah, game because yeah. it's, it's funny. It's it's awesome. All right. Nicoletto, who, by the way, knows a little bit about offensive line play. That's at Inoletto on Twitter. He says, what juniors might leave for the NFL after this year, and what are seniors might stick around with the free year granted by the NCAA? fascinating question matt let's go to the roster and talk about that let's take a look let's start with the let's start with the seniors that would stay okay if you're bushman and you're not going to get because of the injury you're not going to get drafted where you would have gotten drafted had you played this year 
I, I think that's fair, right, to say? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, um, but I still think he gets drafted. Um, what do you do? Do you come back and try to play another season, or do you just go? You know, I, I, if you would have asked me this question three weeks ago, I'd say you come back. But now I look at the chart with all these tight ends. I think you probably go. Okay. All right. I, I think he goes. Because we're going to be tight end heavy. We're going to be tight end heavy next year if he stays. Yeah, I don't. He's still the and number one. Maybe you one, get like but... a. Uh, granted, he, yeah, I know. He's very good. So maybe you get like the Chad Lewis, the Tula Mealy thing going where you've got like with him two really good tight ends, right? Yeah. With him and one of these other guys. And uh, maybe that's what maybe that's what he gets. And that actually, a scenario like that could work out really well for him because right. it would create some opportunity. Troy Werner, do you come back? I think no, he'd come I back. Go. Oh, I go. No, he's not going to get drafted. He's uh, a he's a free he's a priority he's free a agent. Guy, huh? Okay, all right. Okay, I so say I say he come back. Kyrus Tonga's gone. Yeah. Uh, Longson on the offensive line, he might come back. I'd come back probably. Lautel, he's coming back from from um, from injury. He might come back. What about Isaiah Kafusi? That's a good one. See, that's a tough one. I think it depends on where you think your draft grade is. If you think you're a draft pick and you're Isaiah Kafusi, you I go. think you got to go. And even if you think you're a free agent signing, you go and join the fam in the NFL, right? Sure. Uh, we're not going to go through every senior here. Tristan Hodge. Tristan Hodge. No, you're going. I- I think it depends. Like, what if he? Well, I, I think it depends on kind of how things shake out for him from a health standpoint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Zane Anderson. Uh, Zane Anderson. I'd probably stay. I'd probably yeah. do another year. Zach Daw. Oh, I'd do another year. Yeah. Um, because Zach Daw is going to put up very good numbers here, and if he could do that two years in a row, I think he could put himself on somebody's draft board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else do we need to talk about? Anybody else? Did I talk about everybody we should talk about? Um, yeah, probably. Juniors who would go pro this year. Um, I would have put IU on that list as potentially. I think with the injury, he likely comes back. What about yeah. Brady Christensen? I don't know. This offensive line is looking pretty good. I probably... If you think you're gonna, if you, I, I'd probably go. MP's gonna get drafted, so yep, your MP, MP's, MP's gone. Go. Um, Fautea, I could see it either way. Uh, Lapina Kato, of course, will be back. Milne will be back. He won't get drafted. Um, Powell, I bet you comes back. Romney, Romney, that's the fascinating one. If he, if he has, if he continues on this trajectory. He's now a draftable wide receiver. So I I think that I mean have we have we ever had a receiver go early? I don't think so. Not anybody of Maybe. Any note anyway. Maybe. Uh, I, yeah, I'd have to really th- we'd have to look that up. I don't know that off the top of my head. But I mean Interesting. The, the big one here to talk about is Wilson. Well, let's go let's come back to Wilson. Because we got some tweet bag questions on Wilson, so we'll come back to Wilson. Right. We won't uh, we won't spoil it yet. Jeff Johnston, oh Jeff, I just was talking about you at Jeff J at BYU says, who is your on your list of guys on this team you expect to at least make a practice squad in the NFL? I wouldn't be surprised. He says if it proves to be a lot of guys in the end. So if you go back to that thing, we're talking about everybody. Everybody we mentioned, we think could at least make a practice squad. Fair? Has the potential to at least make a practice squad? Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah. that. Everybody. But we if mentioned. I were putting money down, my list would be smaller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go to sophomores. Anybody on the sophomore list? Wilgard comes to mind. Yeah, Wilgard. He's. Is, I think he's going to get drafted. Um, uh, Wake uh, could make a practice squad. He's got some versatility and size. Um, Thule could be a guy. Thule could be a guy. Blake Uh, Freeland. Thule Pelotu, if he gets healthy, could be a guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Heck, I'm going to give you a crazy wild card. Baylor Romney. Make yeah, practice I thought that same thing. Uh, Jake Oldroyd, if he gets, if he continues kicking like he's kicked so far, um, yep. could make a practice squad. Uh, see Finau, maybe. Algier. He's shown something. Um, yeah, I feel like Algier might be a little bit of a long shot. Yeah. Uh, and then freshman. I don't know if there's anybody on the freshman I'd put my money on yet. Batty. I actually, I say that and then Batty, right? And Batty jumps out and sacks your quarterback. Conover. I mean, I know it's way early, but he was super highly recruited as a quarterback. What about Miles Davis? We've hardly seen him, but he's been impressive in mop-up duty. Probably wouldn't put your money on him yet. Um, yeah. Uh, what about Ammon Hanneman? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Hanneman he's might got be the, one. He's got you know, the pedigree. He's got the uh, pedigree. He's got the genes for it. Yeah. Um, uh, McChesney, if he's healthy. Meh, I don't know. BYU yeah. running backs don't often make, right? Yeah. About Isaac tough. Rex? That's tough. He could. How about Carter Wheat? A little too early to jump on the Carter early. Wheat uh, hype early. train. A little early to put Carter Wheat on an NFL roster. Nope, not too early. early. And to be honest, we're probably we've got too we have many. blue goggle issues on this whole list. No, but these are just people that have the potential, right? Most of them are not that we mentioned in this entire segment are not going to make NFL squads. Sure. But let me throw this, Jeff. This wasn't Jeff's question. Do you think when we look back? that this could be like some of those teams in the late 90s, early 2000s, and in the 80s, where a disproportionate versus history number of people end up playing in the NFL. Yeah, I think that there's just going to be a lot of film and exposure that this team is getting. Um, Some of it is the momentum that was built up because they started playing football earlier than some of the P5 schools and, and some of these other reasons. Yeah, I think so. And um, this could be a year like that. Now, the other thing to it is this, is I, I think some of these guys are real NFL talent. Like there's three or four guys on this team that I um, just honest to goodness believe are NFL talent. And uh, so, yeah, this, this so just on that alone, maybe it's enough to say that this is going to be one of those years where we get a disproportionate number yeah. of guys. And I, I think there's even a Michael Davis out here on this squad. Mm. You know, one of the, somebody who's maybe not like – Blowing Wilcox. our minds right now. Who's going to peak at just the right time? Yeah, and I answered this question on Twitter on Sunday where people were like, oh, where was this from Davis? We saw this from Davis his sophomore and junior year. And he Davis was, has explained this. Yeah. yeah he was amazing he was, yeah. his junior year. He, yep. Nobody threw the ball at his side of the field that year. You can go back and back me up on this. It's This is not – I'm not making this up. And then he lost focus. And had some injury issues as senior, and he said that right. I'm not, you know how I am. Did not put in the effort as senior year because he thought he was the man. I don't say those things. Very hard lesson that way. Yeah, I don't say things have players have lost focus because I don't know that I can tell that as a fan, right? But he said it. All right, Randy Whittle had a question. What's that? He's killing it now, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady, like we all dream. Um. So, by the way, Tom Brady with five touchdown passes, right? Like, um, anybody thought he was done, he might have uh, started that too early. Randy Whittle. He's so old. He is, for a quarterback, he is very old. Uh, Randy Whittle said on Facebook. He's old old to be a coach. (laughs) Nowadays. um, What are your thoughts on overhyping the early success of BYU by the media? As a longtime fan, I enjoy jumping out to a good start. And I'm cautiously optimistic for a great season. But I've seen it happen too often in the past where good starts can easily go bad. Pushing things like Zach Wilson as an early Heisman candidate and BYU in a New Year's Six Bowl just feeds the fire of the haters and trolls who say that we always start celebrating our national championships in September. But it's usually not the fans pushing this agenda. It's the stupid media. All right, Matt, are you ready for me to go on one of my classic rants? I know where you're going to go here, and I've been waiting for it all day. Randy, I love you, dude. Who the freak cares what the haters and trolls say? Why would I temper my excitement for this team because of what a bunch of Ute fans think? I don't care. 
I'm going to be excited about this team, and then I'm going to be disappointed if they muff it up and, and lose two in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get excited. Who the freak cares what the haters and trolls say? Like, I don't care. I don't care if we're fueling them. Great. I hope we're making Ute fans just pissed, right, with all of this hype. I love it. Great. And by the way, I don't really care. And if some of you could stop tweet retweeting the Ute fans getting upset, that would be fine too because I don't actually care that much. But the other piece of it is this is the national media doing this, not the local guys and not you and me. It's national guys putting Zach Wilson on the Heisman watch list and BYU on potential New Year's Six Bowl watch list because BYU's played amazing through three games. And that's what happens when you play this well. So anyway, off my rant. Well, is that as good as you expected? It was great. It was great. Um, I don't care about wait. the haters or trolls. Let's just enjoy the ride. Our team is performing very well. They're playing better than they've played in years. Just, I mean, and, and you know, uh, let's just enjoy the ride, guys. Why do we have to get all, let's not get weird. And here's let's the thing. Just enjoy it. Zach right. Wilson is carving up defenses. Our offensive line looks amazing. We're getting pressure with a three-man rush. Kyrus Tonga, I think, ate a man. And I, <laughs> I, I just... It's just fun. Like this should just be fun cuz I don't and I'm with you. I don't care what any of these haters and trolls are saying now and I'm not going to care if we lose 3 in a row and they try and flip this back cuz I'm not paying attention to anything any of these people are saying. I'm enjoying the success of the team that I like to watch. And this is this is fun. And yes, Randy, you're right. You I mean and somebody else I think later on Did anybody say this? I feel like I missed a question. Oh, no, it was Randy, longtime fan. We're also longtime fans, Randy, right? We've seen good starts go sour. And this yeah. may happen this year. We may lose to the three teams that matter in Houston, San Diego State, and Boise State. I don't think we're going to. But I think it's likely we lose one of those games, right? I, I, I We'll talk about projecting the rest of the season later. It's so hard to go undefeated. Super it's hard to go hard. undefeated, even against an easy schedule. So, and by the way, this schedule isn't as easy as people are saying it is. This schedule is actually on par with some other schedules we've had in the past. Um, but the point being, yes, Randy, this may go south, and that would suck after this start. But let's just have fun. Let's have fun. We're going to destroy UTSA on Saturday, and let's have fun with it. Yeah, it's Randy, that's no way to live your life, man. Yeah, let Just it go. For let the haters go. go. Let the Just haters enjoy go. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Troll the trolls, man. Uh, Simon Pickup, welcome back to the tweet pack. He emailed us. He said, Dear Rise and Shout Podcast, I have three questions for you. I am disappointed that none of them are about robots, Simon. That was one of his best questions ever. Yeah. The robots question. The robot question. I've, I've actually rehashed that conversation with friends. I have as well. I have as well. Um, could Zach Wilson be in the top 10 in the Heisman voting if he continues to play the way he has? The answer is yes. Yes. And he will be if he continues to if put he, up the numbers. If he plays at this level, the way he's playing right now is an extremely high level, regardless of the competition. No, this, you you miss one. You go three quarters and you with one incompletion, and you're throwing like twenty five, thirty passes a game. Yeah, like, yeah. you you'll those, get these are good numbers. Now he's people not going to win the Heisman. Okay, let's people not don't be do stupid. That but, against air. Yeah, yeah. People I, don't run that type of completion in practice without a defense. That pass to Carter Wheat, great catch by Wheat. By the way, it was thrown in the only place you can throw that pass and make it complete. It was fairly well defended, right? He just put it exactly where we could get it. And then that other pass, the p touchdown pass to Romney, not the one that was almost a touchdown. That one looks not as remarkable because Gunner didn't have to do anything, right? He just caught it. That throw, though, I mean, if you, the, the people that are going nuts over him are going nuts over those two throws. The scouts, right, are just like, those are... NFL type throws, and he did not make those last year. He did a yeah, couple as freshmen. Yeah, on the run, off either foot. Yeah, just um, he's, he's he's playing at a different. He's at a, a he's at a whole nother level than he was a year ago. He yeah. has put in, 
He's put in some pretty serious work. I believe he's driven to California a couple of times to meet, meet with I John Beck. I heard something about a drive to California and perhaps daily. meeting with John Beck. I don't know. It wasn't clear to me. Daily, I think it was daily. twice a day. Twice Pop a Hill day. In the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's California. They, they, that part doesn't have snow. You have to go into the mountains. Anyway, number two. California's, they've got everything. That's true. It's California. Uh, do you think the coaches are telling Mason Wake to stop hurling people? Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the problem with hurdling people. We saw it a couple times in college and NFL over the past couple weeks. If the defender knows what's happening, you could get hurt very badly. Right? All the yep. defender has to know is once you start the leap, if they go straight up and then push you up, it's not a pleasant landing. So I'm guessing they're telling him to stop hurtling people. That's my guess. Matt? Yeah, they probably are. Um, I don't think he's going to listen. And I'm hoping, I'm actually, you know, I had a poster at some point, either in high school or maybe my freshman year in college. No, it was probably in high school. That was uh, like the season, you know, the schedule poster. And it was uh, Chad Lewis on the shoulders of a UTEP defender. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that poster. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? That was the result of a hurdle, so or an attempted hurdle. The Taysom uh, hurdle, of course, yeah, is so famous. I'm sure they're telling him he's got to protect himself better. But you know what? Like the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, a lot of times, like the situation you talked about, where you see a running back or a receiver hurdle somebody, you're talking about somebody who weighs less than 250 pounds. <laughs> so somebody true. trying to catch Mason wake midair and cause that awkward landing you're talking about is it's going to be a little bit harder to do. So if he's judicious about the size of guy that he's hurdling, um, I, I, the risk might be a little bit lower, but I still think it's probably not worth it. Dude, you weigh 250 pounds and you're fast. Just run through them. As he showed later that play, right? All right, number three. Who is Tyler Batty, and why haven't we seen him before? Well, part of it is he's a freshman, and he recently got back from his mission in uh, Malaga and Madrid, Spain mission, which there you have to say, um, you have to speak with La Zeta. España. España. Um, Barcelona. Um which, by the way, Spain is a beautiful country. I love Spain. Um, we just hadn't seen him because he was a freshman, and I think he had a little bit of some injury issues, right, coming out of camp, if I remember right. Um, but Kalani Satake did have some good quotes about him that basically, like, the one of the most difficult things about him was having to wait for him to serve a mission after they recruited him, Yeah. right? Um, you're going to see... Simon, you're going to see a lot of Tyler Batty over the next couple of years. Tyler Batty is going to be a household name for Cougar fans by the time this is over, is my, is yes. my guess. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, another terrific name, Carter Wheat, Tyler Batty. I mean, these names are top-notch. Top-notch names. All right. As usual, just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Shop. As I mentioned at the beginning, we are going to do a giveaway only available to our Patreon supporters. And you can do it as little as a buck a month. All right. Why Mountain is the UTSA preview. We're going to do this a little differently because both of us believe they're going to win. Do you think they're going to cover the spread that's now, I believe, 1,000 points? Uh, yes. I'm taking yes. the over. I'm taking the over as well. I think, what is it up to now? 40? 43? I don't know. I'd have to look it back anyway, up. doesn't matter. Um, so Alex Saunders at Alex Saunders 90 says, Zach Wilson is the truth. We have been so fortunate to see Baylor Romney for almost the entire three quarters so far. So this is about the UTSA game. I'll get to it here. What do you like from him and the rest of the second string offense? I feel the play calls are getting soft when they take the field, but we've still seen good days. So I'm going to reframe Alex's question, but we'll answer everything he's asked is how much time do you think Baylor Romney gets to run the offense on Saturday? Full two quarters? Is he playing yes. after halftime? I think he plays after halftime. So Zach Wilson gets maybe one series after halftime and then he's done? Yeah. Okay. So what do you want to see from Baylor Romney in that second string? If that's the case, Romney may get a chance to play a, a series or two with some of the first string. Yeah, and then at that point to the to this his the part of his question about the play calling, I think that I think in the 
if he gets in that early, what you've noticed about the play calling when he's been in so far this year will be different. But they've because let him a throw. Half. I think they're gonna. I think they, I don't. I think they just keep calling the same plays they would have called otherwise. But they've let him throw some. I mean, yeah. he's he's thrown passes. I, I mean, Tell you what, I want to see is I want to see him throw a touchdown pass to his brother. Yeah, that'd be terrific. Um, I mean, he's eight of ten this year for 127 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So I mean, they've let him throw ten passes, which, you know, um, I mean, people have asked this question, Matt. Do, in this game, would you suggest that Kalani change anything about how he's managed the last five minutes of? fourth quarters do you go and score these touchdowns that we have not elected not to score i don't i don't either at some point winning it winning 75 to 3 doesn't i I don't think actually helps you as much as people think it does well but look at the look at the hype right like do you believe that that extra touchdown or two is going to get you more hype than we're getting right now no do you think that moves you above where we're ranked right now do you think it pushes you think that one more touchdown pass pushes zach wilson further into like the conversation where he is now i don't believe that it does no i agree the the hype is super high we don't and again in a lot of these cases you want to leave the door open to schedule these teams in the future and this is a way more to not Leave punch them, them in the mouth. More. Now that being said, you know this about me. We've talked about it on the podcast. I'm Steve. I'm the Steve Spurrier school. I play till the end. I never kneel. You know, you kneel in a close game when it's strategic, right? Um, because you don't want to fumble and lose the game. Other than that, I just keep playing. I hand the ball off. I run my plays. I let Baylor Romney try to get a touchdown pass. That's what I would do. But that's not Kalani. That's not who he is, and I'm okay with that. Well, I'm also uh, I, I'm also conservative from an injury standpoint. Like, sure, sure, that makes sense. Aren't meaningful enough to risk to risk somebody's knee. Yeah, or I just I mean? your second or third string though. Like, it's their chance, right? And and yeah, a lot of them see, you need to see, and you need to, and you need tape. You, you need, need tape, tape on those guys because you, you got tape you're on have those guys. And some of them may never get a chance to start just because that's how it works. Right, and if they get a touchdown, and it's their one collegiate touchdown, that's pretty sweet, right? Um, but yeah, I, the, the injury thing is a, a legit is a legit concern for sure. Uh, all right, Jens Litton, that's at Jens Litton on Twitter, has some over unders for us, okay, for the game. Batty five sacks over or under. I'm going with under here. I am going with under. It seems a little high, which may be Jeff's point. A lot of Zach. Um, Zach Wilson sits by halftime. You and I are both taking the quote-unquote under on that, that we think he'll play at least a series in the second half. Milne returns a punt for a score over under. I'm taking under. I don't, yeah, I'm taking under. I haven't seen much evidence it. on that. I, I would love to see it. Oh, it'd be awesome. I, and I'm... Milne could do it if if it's the return is set up correctly and he's got space. But, you know, Milne's not a burner, right? So not that only burners return them, but, like, you look at the people that consistently are a threat to that, they're usually burners, right? Right. Uh, that's why I think you put Miles Davis back there. I bet you he could take one of the house. See what he can do. See what he can do. All right. So... We're going to predict the rest of the season, Matt. Uh, Season predictions. All right. We haven't done this since the beginning of the year. But let's start with a question from Dave Broderick off of Facebook. He says, with traditional powerhouses losing early, what's the ceiling for BYU this year? And I believe he's thinking from a bowls and ranking standpoint. And I've seen some very smart people say, hey, if BYU goes undefeated, just by usual attrition, even counting that the Pac-12 and Big Ten will be back in, they probably finish in the top six or seven. Right? Right. Just because that's how the momentum of these polls work. Right? And assuming they don't have like a 
letdown game against one of the good teams where they win by three points that knocks them back a, a couple spots in the rankings, which it would, right? Uh, like this weekend, if you beat UTSA by a touchdown, you you will stay in your spot or move back one or two, depending on what happens with everybody else, right? Yep. Um, so let's predict the rest of the season. Are you ready? No, oh, let's do this. Okay. And now I've got to, oh gosh, I got to put in Boise State. I haven't updated the spreadsheet in a while. And you got to put in Diego State. Alabama. We're playing Alabama. Alabama. We're playing North Alabama. Oh, you're doing that again. Cute. Doing what again? Talking about Alabama? Uh, yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who did we just play? Who did we just beat the crap like out of? Paul and Provo. Uh, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, LTA. Louisiana Tech. LTA. I'm not following. Uh, I'm not either. La, La Tech, maybe. La L-A-T? Tech, La Tech, right? That's the yep. That's the thing. All right, so let's do the rest of these games here. Uh, all right, UTSA, win or loss? It's a win. It's a win. Houston. It's a win. win this game. Uh, Texas State. It's a win. Win. Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. It's a win. Boise State on the Smurf turf. I'm calling it. uh, I'm going to say that's the loss. I agree with you. Uh, North Alabama. It's a win. And so Navy's a win already. Sorry, I'm updating. Troy's a win. La Tech. So what we're both saying is that that's eight wins and one loss. No, it's not eight wins. It's more than that, isn't it? I'm doing my math right. Now I've got to go back over How here. How many count. teams? How many teams were playing this year? One, two, one, two three, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got ten, ten games so on nine the and schedule. One. Nine and one. Okay. Jeez, um, that got weird. So what? If they go 10-0, then I think the ceiling is a New Year's Six Bowl, not college football playoff. I don't believe I don't believe that's in the cards, no matter, even if you destroy Boise State and San Diego State. Do you disagree? Yeah, I think New Year's Six. Is your upside. Mm-hmm. At 9-1, and one, you still probably end up with a pretty good bowl matchup. Yeah. And you're still and a you ranked team. you might even be team. a top 10 team. You could be a top 10 team. You might. You might. You could be. You could be. Especially if the Boise State ends up being good, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, the, the thing is, everybody looks at this schedule and says, wow, this schedule sucks, right? And I'm not saying anybody's wrong. It's not a great schedule. It's just not as bad of a schedule as people think it is, Right. The composite ranking of all these teams is in like the high 60s. Last year, the composite ranking of all the teams was 59. 2018 was 65, right? 2017 was 74 and a half. This schedule this year is going to be better than the 2017 schedule because remember the back half of that schedule? Ooh, East Carolina, San Jose State, Fresno State, UNLV, UMass, and Hawaii. They were all bottom 30 teams. We only play, you know, we've got obviously the FCS in North Alabama. The only bottom 30 team that I think we have on our roster at the moment, our roster, our schedule is... UTSA and Texas State. I th- those are the only two. Everybody else is a top 100 team, right? Um, it'd be great if we could get Army back on the schedule, but I'm I'm gonna say that's not likely. And Navy, of course, was 25. We thought they were gonna be good, uh, or they were 25th last year, right? Um, 
they they turned out to not be very good. <laughs> right? I, I, can you say at this point it's not just they didn't hit in the in the fall, right? After yeah, the loss to I, Air Force. That's well, maybe that's still the problem. Uh, per- perhaps, but it may just be they don't. They graduated some key players, right? Uh, they they just may not be great this year. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's the problem. Um, so Matt, how hyped are you for the rest of the year? I'm super hyped. I think we're going to the New Year's Six Bowl. I think it's very possible. You know, I think it's very possible, and I think. And there's not going to be any fans. We're not going to get to travel to it. I don't know. It depends on where it is. I mean, if they have it in your home state of Texas, they might be able to. Yeah, I guess maybe. I guess we'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean, who can predict what's going to happen with uh, with the coronavirus? The Rona. So we were watching the uh, Chiefs Patriots game last night. Okay, and I'm not going to whine about it because nobody likes to hear a Patriots fan whine. Okay, good. Uh, so I don't really want to talk about this, but what's your story? Well, I was just going to say we would have beat the Chiefs with Cam Newton. Anyway, that wasn't my story. Fact. Uh, <laughs> my story was the Corona beer commercials come on. Okay. Now, yeah. my 11-year-old knows nothing. She doesn't really follow sports. She doesn't really care that much, but she's been getting more into it lately. And she doesn't know anything about beer, shockingly enough. So she says, why would someone name a product after the virus? Yes. And we had to explain to her that Corona existed before that. She's like, well, I would just change my name. (laughs) Yes. And I was just like, well, I'm sure someone thought about it. But no, I don't think they're going to change their name. Uh, I think they're doing the Corona seltzer commercials or whatever. I am also super psyched about this season and too many fans and again i'm not picking on you randy you're the best but too many fans are worried about what you trolls and others are saying just enjoy it have fun yeah. with have and fun with this it, game let's not sit here and worry about the letdown yeah just like, it may never happen it may never happen and, and really western kentucky houston and boise state and you know, you've got You've got Utah, Houston, Boise State, Western Kentucky, and San Diego State are the teams that could, in theory, pose challenges, right? But this weekend isn't one of those, so let's just have fun with UTSA and Texas State, right? Basically, it's just we're playing the whole state of Texas for the next month. There's a lot of college football teams in Texas. (laughs) There are. They seem to just pop up. Like, I didn't even know Texas State was a thing, but I've driven by, isn't that... That's in Dallas, right? Texas it's in San State? Marco, isn't? Aren't they? Uh, where's the one I drive by on my way to your house? That's North massive. Texas? North, Texas. North Texas. That's the one. Or do you that's go by in... Baylor? Which way do you? No, no, I don't no. know which it's road you Baylor. took to my house. It's it's North Texas. It's North they're Texas in Austin. Like... They're in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, right? Yep. On the Fort Worth side. Yeah, yeah. It's like this big, huge stadium. Like I'm like I didn't even North Texas is a thing. Um. So not not that geographically I knew Texas had a north. Every state has a north, right? I've been working on that with my, my six-year-old. She's been learning the compass rose. And now she just points in random direction and goes, Is that north? No, that is not north. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, do you got anything else to say about the hype train? I don't know my cardinal directions without the mountains. Oh, we, didn't, f- we didn't finish talking about Wilson. What... Is Wilson going to go pro? Yes. This year? If he if he continues to play like he's playing now, I believe he will leave. If you, What round do they have to say you're going to be going in for you to... Any round, or does it have to be fourth or sooner? I think, I think fourth or sooner, if that's the line you're drawing, then I, I think that's too high of an expectation. Um, that's the line you got to draw, because... The problem with the evaluation process is if you're past the fourth round, you might be a free agent. And then I think you stay for another year against a tougher schedule to try to get yourself positioned to be a fourth round or above draft pick. I don't know, but the numbers are going to be so good. I, I'm just saying, like, 
you don't take Tom Brady off the board here for a second. If you're past the fourth round, you never play. You're never going to get a chance. You just won't. The team's just, they're going to have some other guy that was drafted higher than you, and you're just never going to get a shot at being anything more than a second or third string quarterback in the NFL, which isn't a bad gig, by the way. But, you know, but if somebody comes and tells him, hey, you could be drafted in the third round, he's going to go, right? Oh, absolutely. He's going to go. And if that's real, if that's real, he should go. Oh, yeah, for sure. If that's real. Uh, if that's real, he should go. And, and, you know, if you would have told me two months ago that we'd be talking about this, I would have said, hey, take off the blue goggles, dude. Slow your roll there, yeah, champ. That's that's not realistic. Um, the, the crazy part about that is all that is is good for BYU. Yes, it'd be great if he stays, if he plays that well. But I think we've got a bunch of quarterbacks that can play. And I think next year... It'd be best if he stayed, especially if he plays this well all year. But I don't, I'm not panicking when you've got Conover, Romney, and Hall, among others, who will be competing in spring ball for the job for fall if he decided to go. I'd feel pretty good about it. How would you feel? I, I feel pretty good about it, too. And at the end of the day, he's going to have to do what's right for him. Yeah, we always say that. And And for the program, I mean, yeah, I mean... I mean, look, do we do we think there's a huge drop-off in our ability to win any of these games if we have to go with Romney on any given weekend? I, I don't. Right? So, for us, I mean, we should be excited about it. There's, not, there's only good things if Zach Wilson has an opportunity to go to the NFL next year and is drafted high enough where he's going to be given a real shot and can go out there and perform. It, oh, that's good for everybody. That just means that we had a phenomenal year and he had a phenomenal year. Right. Yep. Because he doesn't have the two years of tape where you say it was just it was cumulative. It's all off of this year. Right. So that means we had a phenomenal year. I mean, there's some good things he did against USC last year and his freshman year. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying nobody was talking in the in August. Nobody nationally was talking about him getting drafted. Right. This is all because of the of the these three games, which is a bit of an overreaction, but we all do it all the time with quarterbacks. Welcome to right? sports, dude. Right? It's all <laughs> we, about overreaction. Yeah, That's we what we all do. So do we? Do we do this all the time? Because it's fun, right? It's fun to start getting excited. But I mean, Joe Burrow last year, if you remember, three or four games in, he was playing amazingly well. People were talking about him being a high draft pick, and I remember reading an article where somebody was like. Is everybody forgetting that Joe Burrow was terrible last year and that he left Ohio State because he couldn't win the job? Like, he is not a top draft pick. They were right, and that article was right, and it was wrong, right? Everybody had forgotten that. Make them forget. But the other part is he played so well last year that nobody could watch that and go, well, I mean... That's a fluke, right? And that's how Wilson's not playing at Joe Burrow level Heisman winner last year, but he's playing at such a high level that people it can't be you can't have this good even against you know bad to to middle of the road defenses. You can't have stats like this for three games by accident. He's completing eighty five percent of his passes. Yeah, one game he's can got, happen. It's, it's right? a touchdown interception ratio of six to one. Well, and the one interception, a guy fell down. You know, it it might have not been his best throw, but he, that interception was the interception on a is not play. on him. To your point, right? Yeah, he didn't just throw it at a guy. You know, he didn't Jake throw a pick six to Michael the Davis. Best football of his life right now. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And hats off to him. And please, can he be in an apartment by himself and not interact with anybody with COVID? We've please. done that, right? Like they've they've done that now, yeah. right? Yeah, wrap him in bubble wrap. I don't want him going to classes on campus. He should be doing everything remote. Totally online. Totally online. And, uh, you know, let's... I don't, want him, I don't want him getting sick. I don't want him getting contact traced. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for downloading and listening. I don't know if we'll be doing a halftime show. We'll let you guys know ahead of time if we're doing one on Saturday. 
but uh, either way, thank you for downloading and listening. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and we will catch you next time. Go Cougars!